hello everyone uh, I'm not able to be with you because I still have a flu and I still have a fever so I'm still infectious that is why I am speaking here over the video uh, this is the second third fifth try uh, I did another one where I looked terrible so I hope I look slightly better than I did before and it might make a little more sense from the text today um, but hopefully uh, Joseph has read for you chapter 20 20 uh, verse 20 through 34 and uh, we'll get into into the questions that uh, are asked there and Jesus are being asked questions uh, so um, so one of the things I was thinking about as I was doing this is that that has happened to me before <laughs> people would ask me questions would ask me to do something and um, what I sometimes would find frustrating is uh, that people were having the assumption that what they were asking was a very small thing, but I, I would know that they had no idea what they were asking. And, uh, and it is just something, maybe somebody would think, oh, it would take five minutes, but I would know it was take, this is gonna take 40 minutes plus and it might not even work. So uh, I was in, I've been in those situations, I don't know if you've been the same, and it's just the one particular one where somebody uh, calls pretty late, it's the same day, it's the same evening, the person wants me to come uh, set something up, some technology up, so that they, they can do an event. And actually, it is a key important, key, uh, key uh, uh, <laughs> component to the event because it wouldn't work if it wasn't working, uh, if that wasn't done. Um, the person only asks that day and assumes that is no issue. Uh, I, me knowing that it, this is going to be a little more difficult than just plug this in and then it will work and that it was so difficult that it might not actually work I align myself with my father and we go uh, well uh, in advance of the five minutes we go, we show up 30-40 uh, minutes before uh, the thing starts and just as the people are starting coming it works it does I mean it does work but it wasn't a small little favor that the person was asking. Uh, at least they did not have an idea that it was going to take 10 times as long as what they thought. And so I don't know if you've been in the same situations where people are asking you something that they assume is like super easy, that it's just like, I mean, that's easy. That I mean, it's going to be no problem for you to do that. Um, and then this way when you get to look at people like, what are you asking? And and, uh, and I don't know if Jesus made the same look or maybe that's what you look at uh, your mechanic uh, if you have a car and you get a bill and you're like you change the light bulb how can that be the price and and just because sometimes I, I mean some things we don't know how things function and then in the in, in the case of the light bulb of a car like sometimes maybe you have to take half the car off a car pot to put the light bulb back in and that's why it becomes such an expensive ordeal. So what does that have to do with today's text? Well, if we read the, today's text, we have uh, we, we have a situation where um, uh, um, John and James's mother, who apparently are traveling with them, um, with the disciples, um, are going to come and uh, kneel before Jesus and. And, and come with a request and maybe she's heard the thing about hey you're the, like a chapter ago where, where 
Peter asks, hey, what are we gonna get? Because uh, we've followed you and you sit on 12 tri uh, <laughs> thrones and, and judge uh, Israel. Maybe James and John's uh, mother had caught on to that and be like, oh, I, this is my chance. This is my chance to get uh, my sons to be number two and three in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, when when Jesus sets up his kingdom, that they will be number two and number three. Um, so so that maybe that's what she comes with. Um, uh, but before this, this kind of interaction and and then uh, the gospels is a little bit different where she's like, uh, grant me whatever I want, I'm gonna tell you to do. Uh, Jesus doesn't follow, he's just like, he says, what do you want me to do? Um, and I think that's just such a good question. Uh, we have it now, we're also gonna have it with the two uh, blind people, is that, what is it that we really want Jesus to do? Um, it's going to reveal so much about what's in our hearts, what's in our minds, what, what's, what's our real motivations for living, how we answer those questions. Uh, because it's going, to, it's going to be about things we can spend on ourselves, things, things that can make uh, our lives better, things that uh, would elevate our status uh, uh, towards other people. W what is it that comes out of that? And I, I think it's such a good question. Um, it, it, maybe even if it's an obvious one, maybe not right here. Jesus is like, I'm actually not. Well, like, what is it that the mother wants? And what well, we're always gonna see it with, see it, huh? see it with a blind man that they are also gonna ask. He's gonna ask them also, what do you want? Um, and it's not because Jesus doesn't know what they want. Like, it, Jesus does, but people have to put it, put it in the words. I think for me that was, was such a good. Um, reading not this text but one of the other texts where Jesus is asking this it's like what do you want and I was in a time in my life where like, I didn't know what I wanted I, just, I knew I wanted to follow God I wasn't sure what that all meant or what that looked like so being met by Jesus with no condemnation he's like what is it that you want what if I can give you uh, what you want what is it that you want to do with your life What what is it what does it look like to follow me? What desires, what gifts, what abilities have I given you to live out? Not to glorify yourself, but that you might serve me well and other people get to know you. So when, <laughs> when God comes through Jesus and asks us, what do, you, what do you want? Maybe it's a time just self-assessment and look at like, what what is it that God has given me? What is it that he's of passions, of joys, of abilities that he's given me so I can actually serve others and glorify him with who he has created me to be. And I think that's just a good moment just to stop and ponder that. Like, what are the things you're praying for? What are the things you're asking? And just let it be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Is it for me to gather up many things? Is it for me to create? Like, <laughs> like this mother is like, she wants to create security, power for her kids. Is that, is that, how, is that how we're praying? Is that, is that what we want from God? Or is it different? Is the focus like, how is it that I can live a life that honors and glorifies you? Can you reveal to me how I can do that? I think that would be way more profitable and more glorifying to God than if we continue to pray that we get different stuff or we get different status or we get a, whatever it is. 
uh, things that will perish. But I think it's good to have this questions like, what do you, what do you really want me to do uh, when, when, um, when Jesus asks that question? Uh, but what is it that James and John's moms want? <laughs> well, we, I kind of just referenced it, but she just said, she says like, uh, can you grant that these my sons um, <laughs> can you get these my sons I will sit on your right and on your left in your kingdom and then like my introduction story here comes to uh, uh, <laughs> comes into this place because here it's like Jesus is like hmm I'm pretty sure you have no idea what you just asked um and so he he confronts the two brothers and says um well first he says you don't know what you're asking and uh, <laughs> so it's like it's an interesting question like you it's just like what do you want me to do you you say what you say you say you say what you want jesus to do and he's like you have no idea what you're just asking um and then but in that he just looked he does look uh, to James and John and he says on a serious note he says like are you able are you able to drink the cup that I'm gonna drink and they say <coughs> with confidence and boldness we are I'm not sure they know that they know what that means because uh, so far it, the whole death of Christ is a, seems to be a mystery the whole persecution part seems to be a mystery well they've seen that he's rejected by the Pharisees and the scribes but I'm not sure that they're going to see what the future is going to look like as they all say yes to these to this request and Jesus then says okay um, alright <sighs> you will drink my cup but to sit at my right hand and my left hand is not mine to grant, but it is for whom it has been prepared for my father. And so Jesus is saying, all right, guys, you have uh, committed now to, <laughs> to suffer with me and for me, and you will be able to do that. You've, uh, you've boldly stated you will be able, you are, uh, you are allowed to suffer for my sake. Um, you said that that's uh, uh, a prayer of yours, a request of yours, and uh, that will be granted. Uh, in turn, also your mother's, mother's uh, prayer will be granted that that um, that you will go through uh, trials and persecutions. Not sure that's what the mom thought when she was asking in the beginning, but. Uh, uh, but he also says, like, no, you can't. Um, I'm not. I'm not giving out those places. They have already been prepared. They've already been prepared for my father. And those people uh, that are going to get those will get those, and I, I am not able to distribute those. Yeah. Then also, just, uh, just shortly, just what, but what happens later on? What, what happens when we went through Acts? We, we saw what happened. Uh, um, to James, he gets killed. Uh, he gets killed in Acts twelve two, 
and of persecutions uh, under Herod, and and he gets killed by the sword. Um, so yeah, he 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 did live this out. He he was worthy of persecution and even martyrdom. Uh, his uh, his his brother John has a long life. Uh, according to church history, he has tried killed many times. Uh, he has lots of concerns for some of the churches and false teachings and different things. He is exiled to Patmos as well. And so both of the brothers do live a life where they live it all out for Jesus. They, they are going to drink the cup of suffering uh, for, for, for the glory of God. So they do that. Now the interesting thing is that many, many of us is that maybe it's not Maybe it's not our prayer uh, to suffer for Jesus, um, and maybe that's the forgotten thing about uh, about the gospel in the West is that there's some things that suffering only can do. Uh, they only can can bring us through. We went through Job uh, a while ago, and it's clear that some things we can only see about God as we go through suffering. There's some things we only understand about who Jesus is if we go through suffering. Um, I'm sick. I have been sick a week, and I don't think I've learned a lot more about suffering because it's not really suffering from Jesus. Um, this is some kind of virus uh, playing tricks on my head and mind, uh, being frustrated about many things. But it hasn't brought. It has not. Um, what do you call it? It hasn't made like I haven't really been suffering for Jesus because I I got this uh, illness or something. Um, but the thing, the thing that maybe in the West we have um, removed away in a what which was seemed to have been a way more um, um, accepted in the beginning when there was a tons of persecution was that well if you live a Christian life you will be persecuted because the world does not gonna accept uh, accept who Jesus is uh, fully and would see you as outcast and odd and therefore you will be uh, slandered <clears throat> where Jesus will say woe to you if all speak well of you because so they did of the of false prophets and and it's again and again that's just a, a thing of like if we fit in too well into this world well maybe there's actually something wrong or if we're trying to get from the world what we what we want of uh, wealth, status, and different things, we're living from the wrong gospel. And that was one of the commentators, and it's one one of the slides. I can't remember which one it is, but it also confronts us with like, um, well, what are we living for? Are are, are we living to be accepted by the world? Are we ex living to get the pleasures of the world? Or are we living for God? And some of these passages will, of suffering will reveal this to us. They're like, well, I really, I don't really want to suffer. I want health, wealth, and safety. That's kind of what I want. But the question is, is that going to, is that really going to lead us to be closer to Jesus? Is that, is that, is that how we will have our, our character developed into? into becoming more like Jesus, the one who created all things, who come in, comes into the world to <clears throat> to redeem us. And 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 we got we be like 
We went through all the massive sufferings and all these things to identify, but to understand what we're going through. But then if we live a life with no suffering, how can we identify with who he is? Um, and if we're exactly like everyone else and there's nothing standing out, maybe we should be aware, but like, oh, I'm living for the exact same thing as my neighbor and he has, he and his family has no, no, no intention of living for Jesus. So maybe it's just good to be aware of those things and be like, okay, but yeah, Jesus, what is it? What am I really, really living for? Then, <laughs> then we have this uh, slight rebellion. Uh, we have the, the other uh, the, the other disciples get really angry, visibly angry at the brothers, and and uh, m most people would just argue that it's because that that they didn't come up with the idea first to ask. Um, and so <laughs> this. The, this has been an issue with the group for a long time. Like we, we don't, it's not every, I guess in this instance, it's everyone, but, and then they're arguing on the way, who's the greatest and different things. And so Jesus has to take them aside on the road and say, okay, let's get out together. I, I've told you a bunch of times now, like uh, what it means to be the greatest, be, be the lowest. I showed you the kid, the kid of no status it's about being the the lowest in the group and then now this time he he also uh, he also tells, takes in some some other people and he's just like okay you 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 know how the occupying forces how the gentiles the romans in this our case at this point are, are lording over you right and um, pushing you down and are being taskmasters and asking you to do things and 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 that's not the way you should be that's not how you, that's not how you become great. No, it's it's the other way around. Like if you want to be great, and again, I, I just want to underscore the other thing. Jesus is not telling people not to be great. He's telling them to be great in the right way. And so if you want to be great, you must be a people servant. And if you want to be And, you know, if you want to be the first, you have to be everybody's slave. Now, I'm not sure how this lands with the disciples, because Jesus has been talking about this a lot of times. Uh, but at least he's, he's saying, no, no, like, my kingdom looks totally different to be, a, to be the leader, to be the servant. You show up early, you go home late, you serve others. That's how you become. And then, then, then he goes in and explains to them. Maybe actually for the or for the first time, Jesus addresses why he is going to die. So we've had his talking about he's gonna go to Jerusalem and die. They're on the way there. Now he explains to them um, in twenty seven, not twenty eight, even. As the Son of Man came not to serve, be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus is explaining, okay, I stepped out of heaven, uh, born in, in as an infant as we celebrate in this season. 
live a perfect life. I'm serving you all. I'm serving you all. Even though I am the one that is the most powerful of all. You should serve me, but I'm serving you. And now, in not too many days, I'm going to give my life up. So many people can be set free and ransomed out of sin, out of sin, shame, pain, and guilt, and the wrath of God, and and set free from the devil. That's how much I serve. That's what it means to be great, to do that, to be that kind of of a servant, that kind of great. That's who the greatest is. So it's not about your thrones. It's not about you getting the power. It's about you serving the Lord with all you have. And so that's what Jesus said, says to them. I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a little more quiet now. They continue on their journey. Um, as they continue on their journey, uh, they're walking out of Jericho. Uh, great crowds following him. And there are two blind uh, men sitting by the roadside one of the commentaries say oh the blind people they can see they can see who Jesus is so they start yelling they start yelling um, Lord have mercy on us son of David uh, the crowd's like ah oh, be quiet be quiet uh, um, they don't they don't care they're, they're not swayed they continue to, to, to yell uh, Lord have mercy on us even uh, they cried out even more uh and Jesus is like, he stops. Um, he says, what do you want me to do? The same question she asked to James and John's mom. It's like, what do you want me to do? And it's like, Jesus, it's obvious they're blind. would like to see. Yeah, but he's, he's asking. They're like, okay, what is it that you really want me to do? It's like, um, and he said to him, Lord, let our eyes be open. And in pity, he just touches their eyes. Um, and they opened immediately. And they recover their sight. And what do they do? They immediately follow Jesus. Jesus here just said that he was going to redeem a lot of people after saving a lot of people. On the way, he meets these two people who are yelling, screaming out that he will have mercy on them. He does. And he heals their eyes. And they immediately follow him we had a lot in the beginning of matthew this is one of the commentary <laughs> we had we had a lot from in the beginning of where it's a lot about people's faith that they believe in who jesus was they did the good things and maybe yeah here it's the, some of the languages like lord son of david maybe they have an idea but it's there's not the focus here the focus here on jesus what does he do he meets the need he heals the persons so that they can see maybe they already could see but now they can see physically as well and they join they follow immediately after him that's how good jesus is there the two questions like what do you want me to do what is it that what is it that what is that jesus asking you like what do you want me to do like i think there's two things like if you don't know jesus I, I think Jesus would be still be asking like what do you want me to do and you'd be like well I don't even believe in Jesus and I was like I, Jesus isn't that doesn't really matter but um, Jesus can still ask you 
And so as Jesus is asking you, what do you want me to do? What are the things that comes up in you? Is it all about yourself? Is it about other people? What is it? I would consider I would ask you <laughs> to consider what Jesus is told today in the verses saying, I what it means to be great is to serve. And I came to serve so that people can be set free from the sins and be redeemed and become in a relationship with God. I would say that's what you should be considering. Maybe even by the Holy Spirit, you could say to Jesus, hey, I, like the blind man, I need to know who you are. I need you to open my eyes to, to, uh, yeah, to see who you are. Help me to, to follow you as they did. Um, so that's an offer. That's that's an offer you know Jesus gives. Um, so yeah, you're welcome. Very welcome. I believe Jesus extends that to you, that you can um, can do that. But you'd be like, oh, but I'm a I'm a believer. I've been a believer a long time. All right. What do you want Jesus to do? And why? And what what is it? supposed to look like what are the deepest prayers that you have what is the deepest success that you were would want to have what does that look like and does it look like what jesus describes or does it look more like something you read in a magazine here i think we relate our hearts and minds are going to be exposed if if all we're asking for is for success for ourselves in a worldly way then i think jesus has been been good at asking this question and maybe we are left quite exposed but what are then because it, look back at what God has done in your life as a believer the greatest joys the greatest times the greatest things you have seen God do in your life from your salvation to now your story your this whole thing you know that's more valuable and more worth than whatever anyone can give you in this life because it cannot be taken away Jesus' life, death, and resurrection can never be taken away from you. But everything we have and own in this world can be. And so we have something that is unchangeable, un untakeawayable, unthing where it's so solid in Jesus that, that that's where our greatest joy can come from. And so maybe that's a lot more about asking Jesus, can you... Can you develop that for me? Can you show that more to me? That that greatest joy in who you are. We've been talking about it this whole season. And I'm sick and tired of people talking about Christmas spirit and all sorts of other baloney. That has nothing to do with who God is. <laughs> Sorry about that. Because it's, it's not about finding some kind of feeling. About understanding who Jesus really is. Understanding that it's not about the gifts, it's about the person. It's not about all the blessings we get. Yes, the Lord is 
gracious and he's great he lavishes gifts on us but it doesn't matter if we don't know that God and so if the greatest gift of all time and it may be the question is we need to know you better so we can live that out what do you want me to do help me treasure understand better who you are so I can glorify you for who you are God and then for <laughs> the rest and and everything else is like man like thank you Jesus thank you for every time you have unlocked something in me thank you for every time I understand better who you are thank you for all the things that you're doing um, yeah just praise you for who you are so that's that was my encouragement for you today um, hope it makes a little more sense that I'll try to add um, but how will, how do you respond when Jesus asks what do you want me to do let's pray virus thank you for uh, this time thank you for technology it all works um, I pray for our hearts and minds pray for all the people that are sick um, in this flu season and um, you will start helping people to feel better again and Lord I pray no matter what situation I pray we will be overwhelmed with who you are um, overwhelmed with your kindness and love and You've been, you've been the greatest of all ever, Jesus, coming to serve, coming to give up your own life as a ransom so we could be set free. And I pray for all of us to understand that better and um, treasure that every day. And I pray as, as people are praying, Lord, I pray that you would, by your own spirit, remind us about your words unlock the different gifts and abilities people have to serve you Lord I pray will be a place where it is so much more about serving who you are than it is achieving what people call worldly success or Christmas spirit or whatever it's about who you are so we ask that and I pray for that and I pray that you will be honored and glorified in this time in Jesus name Amen And now over to the benediction. I think Joseph's going to give that and then enjoy the rest of your time together.